Hello, beautiful people, and thank you for clicking on the Sean B. Show. My name is Sean B., and I'm in the Edge Construction Studio on Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. Listen, Edge Construction, the masters of all construction, all things construction, they do it better than anyone ever in the history of the earth. Maybe that might not be true. Maybe that's fabricated. Okay, maybe I made that up. But listen, call my man Brian. He's got you no matter what it is, 812-343-3035. Site development, dirt work, all kinds of stuff. These guys are so good, so kind, wonderful people. They let us infiltrate their office with this studio slash office slash house of fuckery that we do these podcasts in. And hey, today's episode, we're talking Colts. We're talking off season. We're talking super wild card weekend, kind of briefly, but we're talking about a lot of stuff today. So uh, stay with me, follow me, okay? Because here we go. You're listening to The Sean B. Show on Second String Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome into The Sean B. Show. It is Tuesday, January 10th, the year 2023. It is National Houseplant Appreciation Day. Do you have any houseplants that need appreciated? Because if you do, stop by today. Tell them they're pretty. Give them some water. We suck at mums at our house. My wife doesn't want to admit this, and she'll she'll tell me I'm wrong. She'll tell me it's my fault. We suck at mums. Our porch plants never get water. They don't. They should. They deserve it. But they never do. It's also National Shop for Travel Day. I did that the other day. I booked a flight to Vegas. That's something I do regularly. Booked a flight to Vegas. What was that? Sunday night? I did that, and uh, yeah, beheaded to Las Vegas the end of February with my men on our annual man trip to Las Vegas. Myself, Mind Snacks co-host Tyler, me, the boys heading to Vegas again. I think this is what fifteen, sixteen. This is the ninth man trip that we've taken. Nine years in a row of this man trip that started uh, back in twenty fifteen. Pretty excited about that. Tons to talk about today. In Indianapolis Colts kingdom or whatever. I don't know. I fucked that up. A lot to talk about with the Colts today. Uh, Mostly going to be speculation at this point. It's a lot going to be speculation until things are made official. There's a lot of opinions, a lot of things that are coming out of my mouth today that that are strictly opinion, that are not necessarily what should be taken as factual. Just simply my opinion my thought process, maybe some of it a little outside of the box. But a lot of that is uh, going to be the way it goes for the next few months until some of this stuff starts to come to fruition and starts to really kind of take shape as we see what the 2023 NFL season will look like for the Colts. Before we move too far forward, though, we have to acknowledge that it's Super Wild Card Weekend. That's right. Six great games this weekend. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about all six of them, not necessarily at length. We'll go into kind of more in-depth dives into these games on the Thursday episode. Uh, Today, we'll just kind of go through it and more of the, as a, like uh, here are the results of the 28, uh, 2022 NFL season. Here's how it's shaped out. Kind of compare that to what we thought at the beginning. And then, like I said, on Thursday, when we release, we will do more in-depth dives into these six games that are happening Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. NFL playoffs look to be exciting. I cannot believe two things that I thought were surefire things. I thought, one, the Green Bay Packers would beat the Detroit Lions with the playoffs on the line at Lambeau. Then the Seattle Seahawks beat the Rams. So the Lions were essentially playing for nothing but rivalry, and that means a lot, I guess. Aaron Rodgers and the boys couldn't get it done. Dan Campbell gets that one final statement win at Lambeau this year. The Lions had a great year. Look, I hate that they missed the playoffs. They had a great year. Jared Goff doing great things in Detroit. Going to be fun to see where that goes. Speaking of Detroit, a lot of Detroit stuff to talk about here in a second when we talk about Colts coaching searches. But first, we must acknowledge that the 2022 Indianapolis Colts football season has finally, 
finally come to a close. Oh, one person in here going to be the only one to applaud. But look, dude, it is hell sitting in here from week to week trying to figure out like what to root for. Can the Colts make the playoffs? Can they do this? Even after the 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 embarrassing lead blown embarrassment, whatever you want to call it in Minnesota, after that game, the Colts were still not fucking eliminated from the playoffs. So I have to sit here and go, okay, well, let's look at what happened. Finally, the Jacksonville Jaguars that following Thursday night put us out of our misery. Um, Such a welcome thing to have happen, especially given what I saw on Sunday. Now, I may have sat behind this very microphone and told everyone to bet their fucking homes on the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. I thought there was no way in hell that the Houston Texans were going to fumble the number one overall pick and lose that game to the Colts at Lucas Oil. A team that really had more motivation to lose comes to Lucas Oil and beats the Colts, kind of solidifying this dog shit season that the Indianapolis Colts had. It uh hard to watch. I tell you though, I was talking to my mom earlier today. I'm watching this game and I'm thinking to myself, I don't care how this goes. The Colts are going to find a way to win. More so, the Texans are going to find a way to lose. Then the Colts took the lead in the fourth quarter and I'm like, here it is. Here's the ruse. Here we go. The Texans are going to blow this game because they fucking want to. <clears throat> Not the case. Those guys never let up. Davis Mills drops a dime in the end zone. What was that? Third and 20? Maybe fourth and 20? I don't even fucking remember. I just couldn't believe it happened. Drops a dime into the end zone. Of course, the Colts get the ball back. A little bit of chance to go down and maybe get something done. Didn't do it. The Colts lose. Finish this season 4-12-1. and In position to get the number four pick in the 2023 NFL draft that will take place in April. Thank you, Denver, for finding a way to beat the Chargers, who were unmotivated. We kind of figured the Chargers or the Broncos might win that game. Denver wins. The Colts up to four. The Cardinals lose. The Colts stay at four. The Texans win, dropping them out of number one, dropping putting the Bears into number one. And a lot of people think the Bears are going to trade this pick. I don't think the Bears will pick at number one. However, if they do, I got to be honest with you, <laughs> there's some guys up there. I don't know if you watched the national championship game last night, which I won't talk much about because there's not much to talk about. That was an absolute beatdown. Uh, congrats to TCU for even being able to get there. But here's what they did. Like, they fucking tugged with us, right? Like I said, I didn't think they'd win the Big 12, and they didn't. They lost to Kansas State. Then I didn't think they'd get in the playoff, but they did. And then they fucking beat Michigan. Didn't think that was going to happen. So last night going into this Georgia game, I'm sitting here watching. I'm like, I got really good odds to bet TCU on the money line. So I did. And I didn't bet a lot, but I got like seven to one on my money. It was a $50 bet to get three fifty back. And it was all bonuses anyway. So I was like, I'll put it on TCU. Who gives a shit? 60, what, 63 to 7? Is that, Reg? Congratulations. My my man, Reg Brown, uh, old, old token over there, big old dogs fan. He come in last uh, yesterday into the bar with his uh, Georgia garb on, ready to go. Hey, just so you know, Reg, my uh, parlay props did not hit. Of course, Stetson Bennett threw for all the yards. Um, that, uh, that receiver kid, uh, Brock Dammit. That's his name, Brock Dammit. But he got like 130 or 140 receiving yards, but it was uh ultimately Man, I have I have <laughs> I didn't want to, I w- I wasn't going to bring this up, so I didn't even look at stuff. Uh was the uh God. Georgia wins. Yeah, all the fireworks. iPhone puts fireworks on everything. It was Macintosh. Only got 50 yards. I needed 80 and a tut out of him. I needed 70 yards out of him for one prop bet or 80 and a tud out of him for another. He got 50 and no tuds. Uh, they put that Robinson kid in at the end of the game. He actually rushed for 42 yards and two tuds. 
But uh, Stetson got his yards, 304 yards, four touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. What a kid. Brock Bowers. <laughs> Brock Bowers, buck 52 and a thud. That killed me. Yeah, thank you, Reg. I, like I said, I'm watching this game last night, and I'm like, all right, all I need are McIntosh's yards. And they're surely they're going to start running the ball. Well, they did. They ran the ball with their freshman team and uh, worked out pretty well for them. Dogs win 65-7. to seven. Uh, I can't wait until they get the 12-team uh, tournament, the 12-team playoff in college football because I believe it will stop this from happening. Now, I thought the four-teamer would stop TCU from getting there and getting embarrassed. But by the time they got there, I honestly didn't think they'd get embarrassed. There was no way I was touching Georgia plus 13. There's no way I was touching that. After what I watched against Michigan, I was not touching Georgia minus 13. Sorry, minus 13. I would love to go back and see what the odds have been had I moved that spread to Georgia minus 50. Because it would have hit. It would have hit big. But uh, lots of... uh, Getting back to the Bears and the number one pick, lots of lots of things they could do with this number one pick, okay? There's a lot of value in it if you trade it because the top half of this draft is very heavy. A lot of, lot of talent. If you watched last night, Jalen Carter, defensive tackle from Georgia. What a fucking stud. Number 88, blowing shit up. That guy's tough, okay? Projected right now to go to the Cardinals at three. Going to be dangerous no matter what. I see Will Anderson... The uh, defensive end outside linebacker from Alabama going number one overall to Chicago. And that's not a bad pickup. Look, that's not a bad pickup at all. Okay. I've got some of these guys ranked. We're going to talk about the Colts and what we think they might do. I've got a few theories on what the Colts are going to do with this four pick. And I, all the mock drafts today, do look at all of them, all the experts. Colts draft CJ Stroud, number four. And I'll say this, I think personally that drafting C.J. Stroud at four is disastrous for the Colts. I truly believe it is disastrous. Now, again, look, if you've followed me at all this season, you know, A, I'm getting killed betting. And B, I thought at the beginning of the year the Colts were going to be amazing. Uh, Packers to win the division, Rams to win the division. Lots of things I've said not fucking true. This has been a crazy year. It's been fun, though. It makes it fun. But the, when you talk about the Colts drafting C.J. Stroud number number four overall, it's cringeworthy for me. I don't love it. I don't love it at all. I don't, I don't love Will Levis. Okay? I don't love Bryce Young. I don't like a guy, any of the guys that they're projecting in the first round. Anthony Richardson out of Florida, maybe, but not with a top five pick. It's a top five pick. Okay, there's a lot of people here in this, in the at the top of this draft that look really good, like really good top five picks. Top four. Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, defensive end. Again, you got to focus on the needs, and the needs for the Colts will become more clear as the season, the offseason kind of does its thing. The needs will begin to come become more clear. But there's a few I can think of right off top. Wide receiver. I still think they need a stud at wide receiver, and I don't think they have it. I like Alec Pierce. I like Michael Pittman, but they're role players. These guys are role players. Michael Pittman is not a number one receiver. Very good talent. Very good football player. Not a number one receiver. Alec Pierce has a chance to be a number one receiver. I feel like he's got the body type. He's got the build. He's got some speed on the top end. I want to see better route running. I want to see some more separation off the ball. But Alec Pierce, first-year guy, feel like he's got a chance. But I'm looking at a guy that played football last night, a guy named Quentin Johnson for TCU. Now, nothing looked right for TCU last night. I'm high on Max Duggan. I like the shit out of that guy. 
he did not look good last night. This Quentin Johnson kid from TCU, a stud, an absolute stud. Let's look at some other receivers in this draft. One I really like out of Tennessee. Um, I like Cedric Tillman, Jalen Hyatt. I like Quentin Johnson from TCU. He's a, he's a top-ranked receiver. Uh, Jordan Addison out of USC. Uh, Jackson Smith. Uh, I don't want to say this name incorrectly, so I'm just going to say Jackson Smith out of Ohio State. Zay Flowers, Boston College. A lot of good receivers in there. Look at Tennessee receivers. I also like Brew McCoy, a guy that doesn't look like he's coming out. Yeah, he is coming out. Number 24. Ugh, number 24 receiver ranked is Brew McCoy from Tennessee. That guy's a stud. That guy's a stud. Cedric Tillman, though, out of Tennessee. Jalen Hyatt out, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Great wide receivers in this draft. I feel like the Colts need a guy. Let's go to offensive tackles. As much as I like Bernard Ryman, I think he will develop into a decent tackle. He got better as the season went on. This Peter Skronsky out of Northwestern, possibly a tough kid. It's number seven overall, number one offensive tackle. Got Osiris Torrance, guard out of Florida. There's a lot of things they can do with this number four pick that I feel like would be better gets in the top five than a guy like C.J. Stroud. I, I think C.J. Stroud's a great talent. I'm not necessarily even begging for somebody that's NFL ready. I'm looking down the list a little further at a guy that you can probably get in the third round. Possibly four. guy named Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. This kid's talented. This kid's a Heisman candidate. Should have been. Got hurt. I think he got snubbed from the Heisman finals before he got hurt, though. But Hinton Hooker from Tennessee, absolute stud. I like that kid. That's a lower-risk, possible high-upside quarterback because none of these guys are guaranteed. Bryce Young's not guaranteed. The only thing Bryce Young, I believe, is guaranteed is going to Houston and being a Texan. But none of these guys are guaranteed. I like this Hinton Hooker kid from Tennessee a lot. <clears throat> I think if you're looking at ways to go that are definite high upside, a little lower risk, still building your roster in the first couple rounds, I like it. I think Hinton Hooker will drop. They're saying four to seven. I believe pro football, pro football focus said four to seven. They're saying four to seven. I think he drops to the third round. Just my humble opinion. I like this kid in Tennessee a lot. So we'll see. We'll see what the Colts choose to do. I think if it were me, and here's a, here's a fun fact. I like to do these if it were me's. Okay. Full disclosure, I'm not an NFL GM. Probably never will be. Likelihood on probably. But I, I, but I like to offer my opinion. Got, got microphones in here. Got this one. Got a few more. So here's what I do if I'm the Indianapolis Colts for the quarterback position. Because I'm afraid that due to what the fan base says, they're going to go get this high top five quarterback. Uh, that that ter it, ter it terrifies me. So if I'm the Indianapolis Colts, what I'm doing is I'm going to go into the lower rounds. Hendon Hooker is where my target is. I'm targeting Hendon Hooker. I'm saying this, this is our guy we want. He's a high IQ guy, high skill guy, high character guy. Great kid. So I'm looking at Hendon Hooker, and I'm saying, okay, here we go. Third round, we can get this guy. Use that number five pick, that number four pick. God, I like Quentin Johnson so much. 
I like Quentin Johnson so much. But this Peter Skronsky kid out of Northwestern, number one overall tackle. I mean, it's obvious the Colts have a need on the offensive line. No question. This Peter Skronsky kid, looking good. But back to just quarterback. You draft a Hinton Hooker. Second, maybe third round. Probably third round. Here's where I get killed. You got to go sign a guy. You got to go sign a veteran. And I don't care which one of these guys it is. You got to sign a guy that's been around. This isn't a generational talent quarterback class. There's none there. There might be successful quarterbacks in this class, but it's not a generational talent quarterback class. So you go get a veteran. Guy like Jacoby Brissett. Guy like Baker. Maybe even maybe even Gardner Minshew. Just go get somebody who's been there. You don't have to fully concede the 2023 season. But you know with the there's a slight build here. And and it and it might take time. Go get a Gardner Minshew. Go get a Baker Mayfield. Go get a Jacoby Brissett back. Say, hey man. Do this for a while. Here you go. Hendon. Learn from this guy. Learn the system. Here's a guy that's been here. Watch him. You've got minimal risk in all these moves. Minimal risk. Now you say high risk, high reward. CJ Stroud's a high risk guy. Don't say Derek Carr on my post, sir. I can't stand fucking Derek Carr. And I, I wasn't a fan of Derek Carr before. And then when he got benched and decided to just walk away from the team, be away from the team, fuck that guy. I watched Matt Ryan this year firsthand get benched for Sam fucking Ellinger. Ellinger, however you say it. I watched Matt Ryan get benched for that guy. Where was Matt Ryan the following game? That Washington game that Ellinger started. Where was Matt Ryan on the sidelines, wearing a hat, got an earpiece in, communicating, helping this kid out? Being a mentor. Being an example, showing people how to be a fucking professional. That's where Matt Ryan was. Derek Carr, away from the team. I'm away from the team. Got your boy, Devontae Adams, coming all the way to Vegas, which is where Devontae wanted to be. Don't get me wrong. But that was the whole sub story, right? Devontae and Derek Carr, boys, they went to college together. The fucking homies. Now they're going to play together. Devontae had a great year. Derek Carr can hit anybody else. I still think that Derek Carr, talent-wise, is a decent quarterback. I think he's a shit guy now. That one decision alone, and I don't know the ins and outs of it. Look, I there there could be a lot of things there. There's, there's obviously a lot of things there that I don't know. But from the outside looking in, it looks like you walked away from your team because you got benched. Clear that up. Devontae's out there like, I still want to be a Raider. I just want to be involved in this quarterback search that we're obviously going to put on. Hope to God somebody's out there saying, can we ditch this head coach too? Not a Josh McDaniels guy ever since what he did to the Colts, which I'm glad he did it now in hindsight. But uh, that whole experiment just went south. Quick. Quick, Derek Carr. What's up, Derek Watts? How you doing, buddy? Derek Carr. <coughs> Go get a Gardner Minshew. Go get a Baker Mayfield. Go get a, a Jacoby Brissett. If nothing else, I, I like Baker Mayfield. I think he's probably a little wonky on the attitude end of things, but the, the reality is fun to watch. He's a high-energy guy. He's great in commercials. 
Get yourself a true stopgap, not a retirement stopgap, a true stopgap. Dude, need you here for a minute. You might compete and, and be good. But we need you here for a minute. We got this guy. We want to bring him up. Help us bring him up. I'm high on Hinton Hooker. I want to send an email to the Colts because I hope they are too. Surely to God they notice. They see everything. But you wait until round three, get a guy like Hinton Hooker. First two rounds, you're doing big stuff. First two rounds, you're doing awesome stuff. Quentin Johnson, maybe a guy like, uh, let's see here. Quentin Johnson, and then maybe a guy like uh, Dewan Jones, tackle from Ohio State. There's your one, two. Hooker in the third round. Just say it. I'm just saying. Let's see here. Let's look at the Colts picks even. Just to be safe. Obviously four. I'm guilty of not knowing all the picks the Colts have. Obviously, I know they picked fourth. But uh, quick Google search here. the sound of the keyboard doing all the work in the studio. So the first round, four overall, second round, 35 overall, third round, uh, conditional, fourth round, conditional, fifth round, conditional. We'll see where, not conditional, they're going to get the picks. It's just a TBD at the moment. Yeah, over, as far as what overall pick they have. So you got a first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Yeah, just, you, you got seven picks. You got seven picks. Their third round picks from Washington. Their sixth round pick is from Buffalo. It's conditional as well. Seventh round from Tampa Bay. The Dolphins forfeited their 2023 first round pick. Not that that had too much to do with us. Dolphins are going to the playoffs. Anyway, so you've got, a, you've got an opportunity here to, to, to make the, the right decision. And you always have that, but you never know what that is. It's, of course, easier said than done. The fan base largely cheering and screaming for a quarterback in the first round. I absolutely hate that decision. Personally hate that decision, and I hope that they will uh, will – We'll reconsider that because I think it's a bad idea. That's just me. I'm just saying. What about coach? What about the old ball coach? No, the Colts aren't getting Steve Spurrier, but there is a coaching search going on in Indianapolis right now, and there's four guys on this list. Five of you include Saturday, which I feel like is irrelevant to do. There's four guys on this list. <clears throat> One of them I really like. Raheem Morris, Rams defensive coordinator. I mostly am okay with this. I'm, I'm, I'm good with Raheem Morris if it wasn't for this other guy that I genuinely super like. Raheem Morris, Rams defense coordinator, Super Bowl champion last year. Sean McVay says it's a crime that he's not a head coach, and he will be a head coach probably in 2023. He is one of the Colts candidates. Aaron Glenn, Lions defensive coordinator. Now, if you look at the Lions defense this year, there can't be too much attraction to their defensive coordinator. You can look at a lot of it being personnel, but the reality is the Lions defense was mostly garbage, and it's the reason why they it's it's the reason they missed the playoffs. There's games in there that they win. They lost to the Eagles like 45-42. Something like that. So that offense clicking with the Lions. Which brings me to the guy I super like, and that's a guy named Ben Johnson, Lions offensive coordinator. 
He's that new school of thought, the Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay, um, kind of offensive genius school of thinking. Lions offense, extremely productive this year. Uh, found a way to make Jared Goff uh, kind of revitalize his career as the Lions kind of guy. Um, the Lions offense was tough to deal with this year. Ben Johnson, kind of the mastermind behind all that, is a first-year offensive coordinator this year, definitely a head coaching candidate. They saw the job he did. The Colts are talking to him or have requested to talk to him. I like this guy's my favorite of the people that I've heard. And then you've got uh, Shane Steichen, the Eagles offensive coordinator. That didn't work out too well for us last time, and it's not Shane Steichen's fault, but it didn't work out too well for us last time. Sirianni, I don't know if he wants to send us his OC or not, but uh, those are the four guys that uh, the Colts have reached out to as far as head coaching vacancy that will obviously come open. We knew that Jeff Saturday is the fifth guy on that list. He will be interviewed, I'm sure. He said he has not been contacted about an interview time, but uh, and we talked about this last night um, on Burroughs Applesauce. You. You have Jeff Saturday there. He's the interim guy. He's probably going to get an interview for the job. He's probably not going to get the job. A lot of people think he should. A lot of people think he should say. And I'll say this about Jeff Saturday, and I like Jeff Saturday. I think he's top-notch character guy, extremely motivational guy, a dude that can earn your respect super quick, earn the respect of the Colts locker room super quick. But two people on that Indianapolis Colts football field Sunday looked more confused than everyone else. And their names were Sam Ellinger and Jeff Saturday. Those guys both looked lost. Ellinger had bright moments outside of the second quarter. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, uh, I'm not one of these people, though, that are, that are crying for Sam Ellinger to stay on the team. Um. <laughs> Like I said, he's he's third string at best. I mean, and this is like I said, probably a good kid. There's probably some value there somewhere. But uh, you know, people that think he's the the future or give him a chance, I've heard this comparison a lot. They say, uh, you know, Peyton Manning's start was rough. I've heard a lot of people tell me this. Peyton Manning had a rough start too. Peyton Manning did not have a rough start. Peyton Manning shattered rookie records. Now, one of those rookie records that he shattered was interceptions. Don't get me wrong. But passing yards, passing touchdowns, all these rookie quarterback records, Peyton Manning was a fucking dog from day one, and everyone knew it. He was just on a 3-13 and team. They flipped it the following year, 13-3. and That doesn't happen that like, it just you're not going to get that the, the the fact that people would even compare Sam Ellinger to Peyton Manning and talking about this rough start is beyond my 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 school of thought i can't even consider actually thinking about that Sam Ellinger is a guy to me that you know he's he's obviously done some things very well. He's obviously great at preparation. He's obviously done great in practice. He obviously plays well in preseason games. But this is a guy that I cannot even begin to get behind when it comes to talking the future of the quarterback position for the Indianapolis Colts. I can't do it. I won't do it. Goodness gracious. What did I title this episode anyway? Oh, yeah. Haven't said a fucking word about Super Wild Card Weekend yet. That's because we're getting there. All right. That's because we're getting there. But there's a lot of things going on here. A couple head coach firings. Lovey Smith fired immediately after the Colts game. Do you think it's because they wanted to lose? And Lovey was like, nah, bro. Like, do you think that happened? I know he was fired almost immediately after the after the Colts game. Cliff Kingsbury also let go from the Arizona Cardinals. That was probably coming the whole time. I hope Kyler Murray gets better. I want Kyler Murray to be Kyler Murray. The problem with that is Kyler Murray is Kyler Murray. 
and all this high upside stuff is kind of being brought down because Kyler Murray's Kyler Murray. He's just you're, you're who you are. You prepare the way you prepare. Your focus is where it is. And like I said, I don't want to say a whole lot about you know. I, I don't like to to dive into negatives, but uh, the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, they got a lot of things to figure out. J.J. Watt retiring, beautiful moment, brings his baby onto the field, her first game, his last game, beautiful moment. Who doesn't love that? That guy's a fucking man dime also. Congratulations to J.J. Watt on uh, an NFL career. Again, the applauses are weird. I've got to make an applause button over here. The applauses are weird. I'm by myself. But congrats to J.J. Watt on a hell of an NFL career. Great job. So what about this super wild card weekend? What of it? And again, we'll make deeper dives into these games on Thursday when we do the Sean B. Show. But all great lineup. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it right now. Seattle plus 10 at San Francisco on Saturday at 430 on Fox. The Seahawks barely get in with a overtime win over the Rams. And then the Lions beating the Packers at Lambeau on Sunday night. That all slid the Seahawks in there nicely. Geno Smith, comeback player of the year. Should be. That's my guy for comeback player of the year. Geno fucking Smith. Possibly, and this was said to me last night too, possibly the Colts could look at Geno Smith as an option. I don't know. I feel like there's more evidence to the negative with Geno than there is to the positive, but he played really well this year, and the Seahawks are in the playoffs, despite being a team that I said might be winless. Start a rookie from day one and let him learn. Any rookie. Look at past rookies. Burrow, Lawrence, Pickett. Come on, man. Pickett didn't start from day one. Also, he's not that good. Uh, There isn't a quarterback like Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence in this draft. There's just not. Those two guys, everybody knew they were going to be good. Those two guys had the archetype. Everybody knew what they were getting with Burrow and Lawrence. You don't know what you're getting in this draft. You don't. Alabama quarterbacks stand behind trucks and throw receivers who have no one around them. Yeah. We're off that. Comments. Comments on the live stream. Hey, look, if you're listening on the podcast and you want to watch us on the live stream, it's on the Sean B. Show Facebook page and at twitch.tv slash second string media and at youtube.com slash Sean B. Show. If you're listening live and you think you might want to listen to this in the car one day, maybe we're on Spotify, iTunes, and Google podcasts. Moving on Saturday night, the five seated LA chargers head to Jacksonville to play the four seated Jaguars Saturday night football on NBC and Peacock. This is a pick them. Look, there's no line on this game right now. And I'm sure by Saturday, they, there probably will be a line on this, but as it sits right now, this is a pick them. Jaguars look good. Look, they got hot at the right time. They're looking good. Tennessee gave them a scare, though. Tennessee led most of that game Saturday night. I saw the Titans in this game, which would have been bad because the... Uh, I like Jacksonville in this game, though. It's a pick em. I really like Jacksonville. Saturday night, 8-15. How about Sunday? The seven seeded Dolphins and... The Buffalo. We'll dive more into this on Thursday. We'll probably know more on Thursday, too. I think the Tua thing is still kind of up in the air. Good chance he won't play, but, I again, I haven't heard anything to the contrary. Hopefully, I do. You want to see the Dolphins at full strength. But more than that, you want to see Tua, like, not fucking die. All right? They have single-handedly tried to murder that man this year, and it's not been pretty at all. But, you know, Dolphins. Bills, Buffalo, looking like the team to beat in the AFC if you think about the fact that Kansas City's not there anymore, although they are there, so Buffalo not the team to beat. I was told this morning the Bills are the team to beat, and I disagree. I believe it's the Chiefs. It was like a whole whirlwind of shit I just said. I knew what I was going on up here. I was trying to change the music, and I also looked at my Dr. Pepper, and then I said a bunch of shit that didn't make sense. Good news is I can edit the podcast. Moving on. Sunday, 4.30 on Fox. The number six seed Giants head to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Giants plus three in this game. I think it'll be way more lopsided than that, but I've been wrong before. Vikings have shown they can lose a game 
They've also shown they can go win a game. Giants uh, gave Philadelphia all they could handle this past weekend. Vikings at home chasing that first Super Bowl. If I had to pick a storied franchise to root for, it'd be Minnesota. Just because it's kind of sacrilege that they don't have one. Like for a fan base that loves that team the way the Vikings fans love the Vikings, it's sad that they don't have one. But Minnesota, the three seed in the NFC, playing Thursday or Sunday, 4.30 on Fox. Jesus. Sunday night football, the number six Ravens head to Cincinnati to play the number three Bengals. Sunday night at 8.15 on NBC and Peacock. Um, I hope Lamar Jackson plays in this game because it's not fair if he doesn't. Just not fair. Like, this Baltimore team's pretty good with Lamar. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Another example of hot at the right time. And they started slow, but when they got moving, that's a good football team. A lot of weapons. Sunday night, 815. And then Monday. How do you bet against Tampa Tom? Dallas minus three heads to Tampa Bay Monday night on ESPN and ABC. The number five seeded Cowboys. Stop trying to give the ball away. It's got to be a bad taste in your mouth, right? To, To go to Washington and not necessarily need to win, but lose. I don't know. I don't know about the Cowboys. They can be the best team in the NFC, which I thought they were for a long time. Or they could just be absolute shit. Same thing with the Buccaneers. Like, eight and nine team gets in the playoffs. Don't love it, but it's Tom Brady. How do you bet against Tom Brady? You're not going to do that. I just, I don't know. It's different this year. That offensive line's trash. Tom Brady looks 45 for the first time in his life. I don't know. I like it. Tuesday, we'll dive further into these games. Or, sorry, Thursday, we'll dive further into these games. We'll make picks. We'll do all that. Those are opening lines. They'll probably be slightly adjusted when it comes to Thursday. But uh, we'll see. Super wild card weekend looking to be real exciting. I cannot wait till Thursday. I get to talk in depth about all these football games. That'd be my focus. couple notes before I go. couple things to talk about before I go. Okay, obligatorily must mention the Indiana Pacers because they're hot as fuck right now. Eight of their last 10, the Pacers 23 and 18, the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. They have won their last two. They play again tomorrow. They travel to the Big Apple to play the Knicks, 7.30 p.m. tomorrow night. Of course, it's going to be on Bally. And then the Hawks come to town Friday the 13th at 7 p.m. Trey Young brings his boys to GameBridge, Pacers are playing so good right now. I'll tell you this. The over-under on the Pacers' win total this year was 23.5. This is preseason bet. 23.5 over-under. They've now won 23 games. So, not even the fucking all-star break, and they've already hit that total. This is a team that's playing way better than expected. And look, a lot of that's from the guy Tyrese Halliburton. That guy's tough. That guy's so good. He's a leader. I hope he's a long-time Pacer. Andrew Nimhart, a surprisingly refreshing, very good addition there. The number at the in, in the two. Miles Turner, of course, is on. He had 29 and 9 against Charlotte the other night. Need that guy being a double double machine. Buddy Heald has also been nice and refreshing to see. Everybody's playing really well. This Pacers team seems to be gelling at their best right now. 23 and 18, making that push up to Eastern Conference standings. Can't wait to see what happens. It's a long season. Speaking of teams that aren't doing so hot, the Indiana Hoosiers injury riddled. This is scary. This is scary because there was a lot of expectation with this Hoosiers team this year. A ton of expectation with this Hoosier team this year. And now you've got Xavier Johnson out till who knows when. Got Race Thompson. Um, haven't heard a thing about Race Thompson and how, how long he's out. It's it's bad. It's really, really, really bad. 
kind of scrolling through here one more time to see if I got any Race Thompson news. Just don't. Just don't. You want to see these guys back in full strength. X had foot surgery. Not sure how long he's gone. Looking at that race, Tom, he's also out indefinitely with a leg injury. So you got two guys, two starters from the Hoosiers out indefinitely. Of course, they take the loss against Northwestern, a game they should have won at full strength. They got Penn State tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Number 18, Wisconsin, comes to town Saturday. The Big Ten season is going to be tough. you got to be at full strength the whole way through. This is this is going to be scary for the Hoosiers. It's a team that should go far. And, uh, gosh, hopefully we get Race and, uh, and, uh, and, and X back very soon. Some of these complimentary guys, these bench guys, have played really well, though. Malik Renew is certainly talented. Okay, certainly ha- has the potential to be a super, super good addition to this basketball team. Uh, Geronimo. I don't know. Just scary times, man. Scary times. You don't like to have two starters out of anything, especially a year that had so much juice behind it, a lot of expectation behind it. We'll see how they rebound. We'll see what uh, Woody does with the boys. Like I said, Penn State tomorrow night. Can't not be jacked about the Pacers. Colts. Well, we'll see. We'll see what this, we'll see what plays out here. I gotta love these NFL mock drafts, though, man. It's an exciting time to be a shitty football team. That's the one good thing about being a shitty football team is you can look at mock drafts and see your team near the top and see your guy projected to your team projected to draft a stud. I'm looking at this mock draft from USA Today. They've got Will Anderson, uh, defensive end, going number one to Chicago. The Texans, of course, taking Bryce Young. I think that's pretty much consensus. The Cardinals getting Jalen Carter. I watched this kid play uh, Monday night last night. God, he's, oh, my God, he's a fucking monster. That kid's going to be good. I got the Colts taking C.J. Stroud. I don't love it. Again, I got to move past that because I don't love it, and I'll go on a tangent again. Uh, Miles Murphy from Clemson going to see going to Seattle from Denver. Uh, the Lions pick six. Um, Brian Brees, the DT from Clemson, that guy's tough. Got that Peter Skronsky drop, dropping the number seven to the Raiders. Again, that's a guy I like for a first round pick for the Colts. Another offensive lineman. Get some guys moving around on that line. Got to shape it up. Got to shape it up. You hope to see improvement from Ryman. Just what are the Colts going to do with that offensive line? They make a lot of money. That's the thing. They make a lot of money. So you say, well, you got to go sign somebody for that line. You can't sign somebody for that line. They already make too much fucking money. They've got a lot of money invested in that front five. So now you're really hoping Ryman develops because you don't want to spend any more money. You get a guy. You get a guy in the first round here. Hopefully. Maybe has a you know a first year impact. Get up there and help Q and Kelly and help those guys get their shit back together. That's what you need to do. So when I see you know CJ Stroud projected to the Colts, it's not because I think CJ Stroud is bad. I, w- I want to get that out there too. It's not because I think Stroud is bad. I think it's because it's too much risk, and I don't. I don't. I don't know if you can just project how high the reward's going to be. There's a high risk, high reward. I get that. But there's no way to project how much the reward's going to be. And the risk is certainly through the fucking roof. So let's just uh, see how this plays out, see what the Colts do it for. I know Ballard's always pretty creative, very good in the draft. Again, if, if it were me, and it's not, <laughs> have no fear, it's not. But if it were me, I, I gotta go with I gotta go with uh, Peter Skronsky. Skronsky or Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson. Or you could trade down and then get Johnson. You're not gonna get Skronsky if you trade down, but trade down and get Johnson. 
Johnson currently predicted uh, uh, projected for number 12, also to the Texans. Man, we'll see, man. A lot happening here. But again, I, I, I think it's disastrous if we take a quarterback in the top five with this class. People mentioned Burrow and Lawrence earlier. Um, uh, no, that guy's, that guy's not there. There's, nowhere, there's nobody even close to being projected to be there. We shall see what the Colts do. As for me, I'm Sean B, and I'm going to get the hell out of here. Hope you guys have a great one. Of course, uh, for you live stream people and for you podcast people, you can enjoy all of the wonderful second string media shows on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Okay? The Mind Snacks Podcast, airing live tomorrow night on the Mind Snacks Facebook page and at youtube.com slash Mind Snacks and at twitch.tv slash second string media. Go follow that guy on Spotify. Bro's Applesauce Podcast. We just recorded one of those last night. Live on twitch.tv slash second string media and on Facebook at the Bro's Applesauce Facebook page. <sighs> Go download those things. Okay. A little hour and a half conversation with the plane ride. That's all I'm saying. You can do it all. We got you. Give a little shout out to Edge Construction. They let us infiltrate their building with our uh, studio and our office. Masters of the construction industry. 812-343-3035. Give my boy Brian a call. He's got you. What about, what about just like home doggy daycare? You need some dog sitting done? Okay. Pets need a place to go. Just like home doggy daycare.com or on Facebook at just like home doggy daycare. They got you. Overnight stays, weekend stays. All the stays, all the dogs, and the dogs aren't kenneled, okay? I'm not going to constrict them to a fucking kennel. They roam the house. They roam around. They're just like part of the family. They're just like home, okay? Also, get that merch, man, secondstringmedia.net. Go to the Second String Media store. All the merchandise, Burroughs Applesauce merchandise coming soon. We got Mind Snacks merch. We got Sean B. Show merch, Second String Media merch, all the stuff. Go get it. There's all my plugs. Did them all at the end. It's not a smart thing to do because I lost a lot of people a long time ago. Guys, it's been the Sean B. Show. I'm Sean B. I appreciate you. We will talk again very, very soon. Until then, see you later.